people are reporting a problem in communication can mean that they are not being clear about the way in which they're communicating or they're not feeling heard or they're not seeing each other at all. It can mean just about anything. And so when we start to break down what exactly is happening in the couple, what it is that they're finding difficult, where it is that they are missing each other. And so often what happens is when we talk about communication, people have this idea that we want to have long, extended conversations about things. And I think that that really puts people off, that they think, I can't, I can't talk about this at length every time something like this comes up. And so I really get people to shift the way that they're first thinking about communication and what it actually means is that there are kind of micro ways and tiny ways in which we communicate. Hello and welcome to the Grounded Families podcast with me, Julia Goodall, psychologist and coach. This is a podcast for all families navigating life, love and relationships. We delve into our stories and experiences of family and how these go on to shape and change who we are. I'm so happy to have you here. Hi. This week on the podcast, I thought I would do a solo episode, which I haven't done for ages and ages. And I wanted to talk about something that kind of falls under communication. And I thought it might be a useful thing to talk about here. So whenever I work with couples, we always talk about communication at some point. Um, and more often than not, it's the reason that brings couples to therapy. Communication, and I have done a, a whole other episode on this, but it can mean almost anything. Um, it can mean that if people are reporting a problem in communication, can mean that they are not being clear about the way in which they're communicating or they're not feeling heard or they're not seeing each other at all. It can mean just about anything. And so when we start to break down what exactly is happening in the couple, what it is that they're finding difficult, where it is that they are missing each other. And so often what happens is when we talk about communication, people have this idea that we want to have long extended conversations about things and I think that that really puts people off that they think I can't I can't talk about this at length every time something like this comes up and so I really get people to shift the way that they're first thinking about communication and what it actually means is that there are kind of micro ways and tiny ways in which we communicate and that happens throughout the day and that doesn't have to be a sit-down discussion and so opening communication in tiny ways, it takes a bit of the pressure off as well, is that you're not delivering a perfect speech and you're not going to get it right the first time or the second time. or um, And even if you're good at it, you're not, you're not going to get it right all the time because humans are so complicated and we have stuff going on that our partners might not know about and it will always be a little bit messy. So part of the work is just getting them to be okay with that, that it will, it's a bit of hit and miss and that's absolutely fine. But I get them to start saying small things, so little things about their experience. And this can be surprisingly difficult for people to do. So they may feel like if they've grown up in a house where sharing parts of your experience hasn't been common, 
that that can feel really kind of foreign and and actually really uncomfortable um sort of some people feel like it's just sharing for the sake of sharing and that no one is actually interested in their experience of things that can feel kind of clunky when you're first playing with it but the point of this I mean there's so many reasons but the point of it is really to show our partners what's happening with us and that's coming back to this idea that we will never know what is happening in someone else's mind unless they tell us that we may be able to guess and we may even have a pretty good guess based on kind of previous experience with this person but that we don't actually know what's going on for them unless they tell us And so really working on the telling part um, in small ways can actually make a really big difference in in couples and the way that they are experiencing each other. So one of the reasons we want couples to share things like this is that you're not letting stuff build up. So you're not waiting until two weeks down the line when you are sort of simmering with rage because six things have happened, you haven't spoken about them along the way, and then you've become kind of overwhelmed. So it's a good way of just clearing the air every day and making that a practice as opposed to having these sort of big explosions or waiting until one of you isn't coping. And this also can be uncomfortable for people because they feel like they are being kind of nitpicky or they don't want to bring up a small thing. Um, And that can be because they have this idea that unless the relationship is calm, that it's not good. So this is particularly difficult for people that have difficulty around conflict and feeling like conflict is in some sense a failure and that it's it means that something's gone wrong as opposed to um, there are two people in the room and they have different needs and sometimes those will clash up against each other. So yeah, it's kind of getting comfortable with that as well. And just talking about your experience from your experience. So it's not it's not an opportunity to to tell your partner all the things you don't like about them at every opportunity, but it's rather to say, when this happened, I felt this, or when you said that, I felt this. Um, And so it's small kind of bursts of communication as opposed to a whole long sit down chat. And that just really opens things up for people because then they go, okay, well, I didn't even, I didn't even register that. Or um, I kind of said that, off the cuff and I'm sorry that that happened because when you are speaking from your experience as opposed to evaluating the other person's behavior what happens is that you're also opening up you being vulnerable and that invites somebody else in it invites somebody to kind of access their own empathy and that can really move conversations along the other thing is that it's making you visible so you are telling your partner about parts of yourself you're saying this is my experience or this is something that I struggle with or this is something that I like or this is something that I really appreciated and so you are yeah becoming more visible and and that in itself can be a really kind of healing experience for lots of people is that it sometimes doesn't occur to people that um, firstly that other people don't understand what's in their minds but also that they may be interested and that they may actually want to know what's going on for them and how they found something or how they responded to something. So yeah, that's kind of the second thing, becoming visible. And the third thing is practicing vulnerability in manageable ways. And I think that this is a really kind of good muscle to flex within your couple is that vulnerability, as I've just said, is like it 
invites somebody to join you in that. It invites someone to, it activates empathy. And if you, if you are kind of sensitive to that and you find it really difficult for all sorts of reasons that this like might happen in your past, um, that vulnerability can feel unsafe. And so practicing it in small ways about kind of daily things is a really good way to practice this and to test out the bounds of your own safety. So different things will feel safe to different people and it's important to respect that. So depending on your own history, your own familial history, um, your own trauma history, all sorts of things, you do have to be careful about what you are sharing and what feels comfortable. So an example of practicing vulnerability and sharing parts of yourself that might feel a bit vulnerable in some way can happen within daily life and doesn't have to feel incredibly threatening. I was just having a session with one of my coaching clients and I shared this with her, so I may as well share it here. But yesterday I was taking in washing and I'd done loads of washing because it's finally sunny in the UK and I was folding everything up and wanting to put it away and I had this weird thought that I kind of didn't want to pack it away before my husband got home because I kind of wanted him to know how much work I do in between normal work and picking up kids and all of that. And so while that is a sign that I'm feeling tired and I need to look after myself, I decided that I was actually just going to tell him that and that I had this weird thought that actually made me feel a little bit petty and a little bit ashamed. And so when he came home I told him about the weird don't pack the towels away thought and we both sort of laughed about it and it was yeah it felt like a connecting thing rather than a shaming thing and um, we spoke about how we both do lots of kind of hidden chores that the other may like may not see but both of us are aware of those things and so, I mean, that's a, a pretty silly example, but it's a good example of sharing something, a part of yourself that is vulnerable because you don't actually necessarily like what it says about you, but it's also happened and it's okay and that we are messy and imperfect human beings. And part of sharing that vulnerability is to connect with your partner so they know a little bit more about you, a little bit more about how you work and a little bit more about what's important to you. And you're not holding them responsible for it. You're not asking them to do anything differently necessarily, but you're just sharing tiny parts of your life. And so, yeah, I thought I would share that here and kind of encourage you to have those tiny moments of communication within your couple this week and sharing parts of yourself, not letting stuff build up, um, becoming a little bit more visible and, and flexing that vulnerability muscle, I think is a really good thing for couples. So yes, I hope you could try that this week and see what happens. I'd love to hear how it goes. And if you want to send me a DM on Instagram or send me an email, I'm so happy to hear from people. And I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for being here today. If you'd like to get in touch, I'm on Instagram at grounded underscore families. You can send me a DM or a voice note to my DMs or an email. I'd so love to hear from you. Please do like, share and subscribe this podcast. It really, really helps to get the podcast out in front of more listeners. And I'll see you again next week. Take care. Bye.